What's up, gladiators? It's been a minute, but we're finally back. The hiatus is over. Stick with us. We're about to talk Scandal Season 7, Episode 8, titled Robin. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Okay, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> what is up everybody welcome back to our scandal after show it's been a minute but i'm glad to be back the wait is finally over yes. what's up guys you know me i'm your host christine alexis you can find me all over social media at christine beam i'm tessa saval you guys can find me all over social media at tessa underscore saval and I'm Paris Rose. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat at Paris Rose, and Twitter at Paris Rose with two R's. Paris Rose TV with two R's. Yes. There it is. <laughs> and what's up, guys? I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW, and of course on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. So good to be back. <laughs> yes. I missed you guys. I know. I miss her. I miss sitting oh, here. I think we're past that point of saying Happy New Year, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> Happy New Year, you guys. We're still fresh into January. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> and after our little hiatus, Scandal's finally back. So um, I, I know us in studio, for all of you who are listening online or on iTunes later or live right now in the live chat, what's up? Um, we had mixed emotions after watching this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're all kind of like in our heads right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Trying to compose ourselves. Um, Jess has got the live chat up right now, or she's in the process yes, of getting it, it up. Is up. What's up, everyone? Y'all are tuning in. Sarah, what's up? We see you saying hi to hey. everybody at the table. <laughs> and she said that scandal is predictably unpredictable. Aww. You're so right. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah, um, yeah this week had some... In- I, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I was going to say interesting things, but also kind of predictable, I will say. Hmm. I, I will say, was it Sarah who said unpredictable? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say for this episode she might have a point, because I just didn't know where it was going to start off, where it was even going to lead, even like 30 minutes into it. I'm like, so what's going on? So I would say it was unpredictable the whole episode. I didn't know what was going to happen. I still don't. Mm. Yeah, we were all looking at each other the whole time like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? It's a bit of a head scratcher, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we jump into the episode, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been keeping up and waiting patiently for this episode, but I guess really quickly to just pick up where we left off at the end of um, episode seven, Uh where we're all waiting to find out if Quinn is actually dead. I would or, say it wasn't uh, if she right if she's dead. We were right. we were um, talking about it the last time, like oh she did. She's having her baby in real life, which is true. Yeah, you know yes. they, they did actually kill her off. By the way, I'm sorry, my voice is so hideous today. I am on the verge of losing it, so just bear with me. <laughs> um, but one thing I predicted was that her baby was still alive. Oh, that she I did. said you that did. so. I was so shocked. Well, not really, I guess, but kind of. But I was right. The baby survived. And so now that's going to be interesting. I'm jumping to the end. But as far as predictability, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, tr- I'm actually struggling to think about what we predicted at the end of the last episode. Because um, I know all I was focused on was seeing the body. Because in TV, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't see the body, you don't know if that person's actually dead or not. And to be real, we've seen bodies all episode, but I don't know if I'm the only one who still feels like I haven't been satisfied by that ending just yet. 
I'm with you. I haven't、mm. seen the body, and it's not like Scandal doesn't show bodies or like bloody deaths. I mean, they, they do that. So、mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason when they don't show a body is because that person is not dead.、That、Or maybe I just、true. don't want to believe Quinn is dead. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe know, next episode. I need a better farewell. <laughs> you know, I need a better feel- farewell than that. Yeah. I mean, I guess the body would just be there shot. I know, but it would be it would, like, like Abby said, it'll be like, you know, they're dead. It's final. Well, we kind of saw the burnt body. Yes. So they were、yeah. able to pull forensics on her, you know,、uh, teeth and. Her different bone structure、yeah. and things like that to identify that it was her. So I think we just gotta let it go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> let yeah. the body go. Something we spoke about、um, on our last episode was, you know, when Harrison died, the kind of montages that we got、yeah. and different things. So I was really waiting to see that this episode for it to feel real. And we did kind of get that、um, jumping ahead to, to Quinn's funeral, where each character had a moment remembering, I guess. A significant moment with Quinn. So that was that was really, really hard to watch personally. Out of the whole episode, I was like, wow, they're really pushing this. So I just haven't bought it. I'm like, I'm seriously in denial. I'm like,、yeah. she's alive. Yep. This is all this is all trying to throw us off. It's not throwing me off, but I don't want to be wrong. I know. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think、um, in the chat room right now if you are. Have you made your peace with Quinn being dead, or do you still think that there's a chance that she could be alive? Let us know.、Um, but jumping into the episode,、um, I guess it's kind of neither here nor there that we see Papa Pope destroying a car with a body in the trunk, goes into flames. We're assuming that is Quinn's dead, charred body that we see. And I'm going to say assuming all episode. I hope you don't <laughs> be as upset with me, but I'm in denial like you as well.、Um, and. We cut to the team kind of discussing how to honor Quinn's legacy and how to, how to go about burying somebody who was such a big part of their team. It's not, it, it didn't seem to go the same way that they went through the motions when Harrison died and it was like, okay, funeral, you plan it, we do it.、Um, it just seems so much heavier this time.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. And I think that kind of goes to the point that I really do think that she's dead.、Um, you know, they are doing all of the closing efforts. I enjoyed the montage. It was a little choppy, of course, because they were doing one person at a time and the scenes that they chose were so short. I just wanted a bit more. And I feel like had they had done a rolling montage, I would have been more emotional at the exit of、yeah. Quinn.、Um, but I thought that the, turning her into ammunition was fascinating. Yeah.、Um, a lot of effort,、mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Quite a process. What did y'all think of the gun? Ammunition. I thought it was、burial. really creative.、Yeah. Now, it's not for everyone. I don't want to be turned into bullets. No? But for <laughs> No, not for me. I want the flowers and the pretty casket. Okay. But I thought it was perfect for Quinn. Yeah. yeah and she liked the story,、fitting. sorry. Yeah, no. It was very fitting. Definitely. I, I think that's totally Quinn style. I think she would appreciate that kind of send off.、Um, but what's interesting when they're going through、uh, what forensics found. You know, we, they plant that seed very early on in the episode that Huck notices that there was an antique pin that was found、mm-hmm. amongst her remains. And immediately、mm-hmm. that set off a flag in my head.、Mm-hmm. Huck's going to be that guy to just pull the carpet from under everybody and figure out what's going to happen. Were you guys surprised by that at all? That Huck was the one who caught this? No. No, right? <laughs> no surprise there. No surprise there. Just to bring in our chat,、um, Kamara is on board with what you guys are saying. She was like, Y'all know. Papa Pope can call Rent a Body. He can falsify anything. He can cut off a lock of hair, cut a piece of her dress, 
she goes, remember, we didn't see the face in the car. We saw Harrison's face and body. Mm. Yeah. Did we? I, well, no, because Harrison was killed off. He, we didn't actually see his body. We didn't see his body, mm-hmm. but there, to her point, we actually we didn't also see Quinn's face either. Mm-hmm. Because even when I was writing my notes down, I we see a dead some. I wrote we see a dead something inside yeah. the yeah. car. There's, you know, for as savage as as it was to just put her in the trunk and light her on fire. Like Papa Pope seems like the type of guy to like stare down into the body and be like, mm. you know, like, and we just didn't see any of that. Yeah, so, true. It was very very. Um, Calculated how that all went down for but sure. Back to your question though about the hairpin. When that happened, I was like, yikes, because number one, that was the one thing that could, you know, link Olivia back to Quinn in that 48 hours that they went step by step of. So at first, I was like, why didn't she just say, oh yeah, like I gave it to her? But if it came out the time that it was checked out compared to when, mm-hmm. you know, Olivia said that she had no contact with Quinn during that time they were investigating, I thought that was interesting. And the second thing that was interesting was, the hairpin he was like this hairpin is unusual we didn't discuss this I'm like why would she discuss a hairpin with you so at first I was like that's a reach you know to create a link in the story but then as I thought about it I was like oh he was the best man and he was so extra about that role (laughs) that he was like we didn't discuss this as part of your outfit right so it made sense to me that did bring it together for sure and you know someone as meticulous as Huck I mean, even though it was something fashion-related, being that he was in that role, I guess that's why he picked up on it. Yeah. See, I, I was thinking he, they were reaching. I'm like, okay, they were trying to find something to connect it. Right. But you're absolutely right. He was such a good uh, maid of honor, so <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Meanwhile, this whole episode, Liv is unraveling, to say the least. Um, it was really... I, I gotta say... It was really hard watching Carrie kind of act out this episode. I, I will say there were so many moments where I just didn't believe her, personally. Mm-hmm. I, Or maybe because I'm still just in denial about everything. Yeah. Like, like what? Like what? which moment? I don't know. I just think she was like overacting a little bit with, you know, when she shows up to Fitz's house and she's just not saying any... Or no, he shows up to her house to try and console her and she goes on this really weird drunken tirade about Fitz not being good enough to be her friend and pushing him away. I, I know that mm-hmm. must have been their version of her working through her grief, mm-hmm. but it just felt really weird because <clears throat> I think Fitz was still always that person, and it, it seemed weird to me that she didn't let him in, at least a little bit at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was almost the office scene when she was wearing the hat. That, to <laughs> me, was like, what is going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that scene just... I don't know what it was about it. It felt so uncomfortable yeah and then the kiss on the cheek with huck and Mm -hmm. she's under the desk i don't know the whole (laughs) thing just felt strange i was with you that hat part i wanted huck to be like stop crying shut up (laughs) like you got you did this with a hairpin i want him to like call her out for something Mm -hmm. because i I was tired of seeing her make him uncomfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) just wanted him to say something Yeah, I agree. It was very melodramatic. And it's funny because I think it was more so because we know what actually happened. So it's kind of like that situation when someone has a surprise birthday and everyone knows that you already know about the birthday, but you walk in like, oh my God, (laughs) this is for me. And then you're looking at them like they're crazy. So I think that's what it is. We know that she knows that she did it and she's trying to act. I think partial of it is acting, you know, to cover up her steps, but also she is very remorseful and um, you know, t- for that point to the eulogy, which was a disaster, 
I mean, she was just like, this sucks. This <laughs> awful. is awful. That was the oh. worst eulogy I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard. I mean, I cried real tears at Harrison's fake oh, yeah. funeral. This one, I was, I mean, it was definitely a serious moment, but I'm like, really, Liv? That's mm-hmm. it? That's all you could muster. I mean, yeah. Liv knows how to lie her ass off and right. really, you know, sell something when she needs to. I'm like, girl, you need to sell this particular thing right now because people are on to you. Yeah. So. And, and I was really expecting her to say, you know, Quinn, she's always fought for a white this white hat, you know, and and you know, we have to continue to move forward and pick up the pieces and not fall apart because this isn't what she would have wanted us to do and just really be motivation, yeah. Nolan. Like, you know, especially Charlie, he really needed to hear it because yeah. he fell off the deep end and now he's ready to join back B six thirteen Papa Pope edition. Yeah. Wow. I I just also thought it was very weird, you know, her not mentioning those things and even just the team in general. Like, it's very weird to me that QPA, led by someone like Quinn, who literally will not give up until there is a resolution to something, could easily just sit back and just let it be. I don't know. Something about that just didn't feel right. Because when Huck was missing, they went, you know, they had to find the body and know if he was alive or not. Which, in this case, yes, they did get a body presented to them. So I could see why they might think that it's just said and done. But Huck was the only one who was still looking for anything that could be suspicious about the situation. Like, they investigate things. How is no one else looking into it the way that he is? But I also think Liv is not in charge anymore. She's not with with Huck. She was like, we've got to find Huck. This is our guy. He's on our team. But with Quinn, since she's a part of it, she's also not trying to look into it further. So maybe they're grieving and they don't have a leader anymore. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I think that was kind of highlighted in that mini conversation between Huck and Abby when he's like, did you call her? Like, why isn't she Mm -hmm. here? Like, it's he's trying to get her to also see, like, something is off here. Yes. You know, he presents her with the evidence, and she basically tells him that his theories are crazy. It, why it couldn't be Liv? Liv would never do something like this. And that scene was pretty tough to watch because mm-hmm. he's just so right. Yeah, he's so right, and he connected it awfully quick to me. Like in a sense, I was like, you jumped from she gave her a pen and perhaps forgot to mention it to she's the one that killed her to she killed her because he because she knew that she killed the president sure, of Bersan. Yeah. Like. What? Like, I was, it was like, it was, I took a deep breath. Like, I, what is it called? When you lose your breath? I was like, you got all that from a hairpin? <laughs> that is, that's, a, that's true. That was a bit of a reach. Yeah. I think, I th- I let that one go for the simple fact that we had it's to move Huck. the episode along. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you want to see Huck going like through this right. and triangulating the cell phone signal and all the things that he magically came up with after yeah. one night of research? So. What did you guys think about the kind of gladiator speech that Libden gave to Huck. I just found that a little interesting, too. It was like she prized that word Mm. so much. Like, we're gladiators. We're gladiators in suits. It's been such a common theme throughout the whole series. And now she's like, we're dinner and a show. To me, that was really jarring. Yeah, I agree. It was was shocking. It was almost like she was overwhelmed with guilt and kind of showing her cards in a sloppy way. Yes. You know, like, why are you here drunk? Why are you dropping glasses and wearing this crazy hat? Like, what are you doing? Like, Tessa said, she's under the table. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I think that it further confirmed everything that Huck was saying. I agree with you, um, Paris, that I'm surprised he didn't say something. Right? I mean, he had the gun. But I think he was upset for a while. When she broke down, he even started to, his eyes started to water. So I think 
he was trying to be strong, but she broke down. He's seeing her cry. He's like, okay, I'll let her slide this time. But I wanted him to really go in on her. Maybe Huck, he will. Huck has had the hardest pill to swallow this entire episode. Just yeah. going back and forth, struggling what to do about what he knows. Mm-hmm. He has tried to share it with two different people. Fitz saying he can't help. Olivia is just so far off the deep end. Abby refuses to even believe what he's come up with. And then to come to Charlie with that kind of information might really send this dude off the deep end. So I, I definitely felt for Huck. And I think I, I think now maybe that's why he wasn't sure what to do in that moment. Because when he looks to his right and left, he, he doesn't know what to do with that information just yet. Even though I'm sure he knows in his gut that he's probably right. Mm-hmm. And to go after the person who saved them all is definitely not easy um i would also say to tessa's point that speech was just such a pivotal moment because it solidified olivia's crossover to the deep end Mm -hmm. and her solace in it because it's one thing to cross over and still feel guilt but it's it's as if she was saying goodbye to Mm. the white hat it's as if the white hat died officially in this episode and that was her eulogy presented to the white hat wow and she is not that person anymore (laughs) anymore yeah papa pope said it too that two that two people died you know olivia who she was inside and quinn Mm -hmm. which is crazy do you I really liked that that probably (laughs) that i know that really resonated with me mic drop (laughs) yeah because there's always these uh, hidden symbols in every episode of Scandal, and mm-hmm. I totally miss that. But I really do think that was the farewell to the white hat. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she said it's dirty now, it's old, it's not the same. Oh my gosh, Jessica, yes. <laughs> Maybe rest in peace, white hat. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I don't know. I think someone else is going to have to pick up that white hat and dust it off. And who could it be? Rosen. Rosen's the only one who, ha- who has had a white hat the whole time. <laughs> Can you see <laughs> Rosen with the little feather yeah. and the diamonds? Like, I can't Oh, through. my God. Oh, just a <laughs> random thing. I have been mentioning it over and over, but what is the point of Glackland? Where is the storyline? Why? I was actually going to get to that. You no, I agree. I Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and it was striking to me that they had that very early on between mm-hmm. scenes about Quinn and everything that's going on at QPA. Yeah to Cyrus trying to figure out his relationship troubles that right now seem kind of just mundane like why are we why are we talking about this but you to your point like why why are we talking about this what did, how is he connected to the larger story i was expecting like Cyrus to uncover something that links Jake to to Glackland to the death and then maybe that's how it comes out but it, it just hasn't happened yet which it says if Jake um, Cyrus has already done the linking almost because he figured out that Jake kind of forged the um, NSA information linking the guy on the terminal uh, to Glackland and so that you know and then Jake kind of subliminally threatened him yeah. with his life the weird thing about the Glackland thing is that I'm sorry, wasn't Cyrus consoling Glackland after Charlie came and beat him with oranges? And Olivia was like, don't worry about it, Charlie. Cyrus is going to smooth things over at Glackland. Wouldn't that have been the connection point? Like, didn't he already know that Cyrus knew these people? And I say that because Glackland was like, oh, you're associated with these people. You know this Charlie guy because he worked for you. Well, yeah. Like right, I thought yeah. that was already clear. Okay, exactly, you. exactly. Yes. That threw me off as well too because okay. now he just seems so upset by it yeah. and just like I can't even be with you because you're in this world. And 
it, it seemed like they tried to make that whole interaction about like Cyrus really like realizing that he's just this bad person and I'm like we've been there we've yeah. done that already mm-hmm. we we know this and mm-hmm. I, I just struggle to see the point I don't I don't think there is one I hope they bring up one otherwise <laughs> I'm like why did you it's just a filler I don't understand yeah. I'm annoyed I'm annoyed speaking of other fillers we got a lot of filler scenes with David and Abby and just mm-hmm. their conversations mm-hmm. it seems like their relationship is they're much closer at this point they're obviously leaning on each other in this very difficult time mm-hmm. um but I I think I wrote something down, actually. Well, them spending a lot of time together was actually beneficial because in the very last scene, or one of the very last few scenes, we see that they find a USB drive mm-hmm. um, somehow hidden in the playpen that was sent to Quinn and Charlie's house. Mm-hmm. What's on it, we have yet to find out. That definitely intrigued me, though. Mm-hmm. Something, you know new to add to the situation versus what us as the audience already knows and what the characters already know. I'm very anxious for some hopefully new information. So. Do you have any guesses to what you think? That's what I was going to say because I, I at first I was like oh Quinn put it there and then I was like or did someone else put it there for Quinn to find? Oh. Like it came in the... You have a theory? I have a theory that Papa Pope sent it. And I think that he's going to try and, like, give them other breadcrumbs to, like, either reveal that Olivia was behind it in a way that turns her team against her or just, I don't know. I just have a feeling that he's behind it for some reason. Okay. That might be a reach, but. My theory for that disc, that hard drive, is that I think it's the audio recording between Olivia and Quinn at that memorial, um, the Capitol Hill, wherever they were at, when Quinn confronted Olivia about the plane crash and they had that conversation. Because Mm. remember, last episode, when, um, what's his name, Price was brought into it, the voicemail said, I know who, you know, uh, killed... President Brashad and I met with them and I have it recorded. Those are three things that were said. And that piece of footage was missing when they were trying to recollect the events of when she met Miss. Well, not, not the, I don't think it's the video footage from, because Jake uh, uh, deleted that. Right. It yes, is the audio. Because Quinn said that she recorded the conversation between the person who blew up the plane. Right. So that's what I think it is. And that's why I think it was hidden in just the most random spot in case anyone was to try to you know, ramble through her place who would look under a freaking playpen. Right, because he said that, Charlie said that Quinn wouldn't let anyone help him. Mm. Help, help her, her put it together. Yeah. She did it herself. That is a great theory. Oh my goodness. That is a great mm. theory. <clears throat> Gosh, so I guess there is some hope that things will be revealed. I mean, it has to. How yeah. are we going to get through this season without... <laughs> I mean, and if they reveal that Huck knows already in this episode, oh, it's about to roll. Mm-hmm. It's about to go down. Yikes. Can I Can I say something? Something that is the most perplexing thing in this entire episode? What? Why in the hell did Papa Pope get his bones back? Why? Like, he was supposed to, like, not get his bones. Like, it was, give me my bones or I kill Quinn. So he killed Quinn, and then he gets his bones back? That was not the agreement. She could have just given him the bones at the beginning, and Quinn could have still been alive. That's a great point. He wasn't supposed to get the bones back. Someone please. Well, I think it was, if you don't give me back my bones, I'm going to kill her. And then she was saying, you're not getting your bones back, so he killed her. Isn't that what they were trying to show the last episode? 
that he was like, make up your mind, Olivia, make so up your mind. So now it's like, I killed her, now deliver my bones. <laughs> also, I guess. the kill order that she put on his life in that scene, like, whatever happened to that? Another good point. How is yeah. that one great point. looking for him? How is it not flagged anywhere that that whole interaction happened? I think she was bluffing. I, I think that that kill phone call, she was bluffing. Mm. When I was watching it, I was like... Yeah, I rewatched yeah. it this week, too. Yeah, I was like, I don't think she's actually talking to someone. Well, that would answer that, then, <laughs> if she was bluffing. I also I think she was bluffing, too. And I think Papa Pope thought she was bluffing. So. He said it. He was mm. like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, what was the agreement? Because I thought, so I thought that by him killing Quinn, that was supposed to demonstrate that Olivia doesn't care what you do. Like, I don't, you're not going to bully me into giving you my bones, your bones. You're not going to bully me into doing anything you want. Kill my friends, kidnap them. You good. And I'm going to continue to, you know, keep you under guard. But now he got his bones. Yeah, so then what's next? Like, does he just officially have leverage over her? Thank you. Indefinitely? I think that's what it meant. I think that was his, um... God, what is the word? That was him showing that he has the control. He has all the power. Because Liv, as dark as everyone thinks she is, is still human and still affected by this. And so I feel like he'll be like, you see what I did to Quinn? I can do that to anyone else that you care about. And so I have the power. Listen to me. That's how I feel. But you have the power. What? You have what power? And you just have your bones. Like, was he, was it supposed to be a grab to get B613 back from her? Isn't that why she held her ground in the first place? Right. Because he was going to use that to get whatever he wanted. But it seems like now he got his bones back and it's just all good. Like, yeah. Because it's weird. Because what you're saying makes sense. But she was defending it in reverse. So basically, her giving in to Papa Pope's request because he kidnapped Quinn was a slippery slope. She was like, if I give him back what he wants to retrieve my friend, he knows my weakness and knows that he can take over all of my friends to gain power of B613, to gain power of Melly, to gain power of the White House. Hmm. Yeah. Why does he have his bones? I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm perplexed. Chat roll, if you guys have anything to contribute How? to that, weigh in because we're all kind of stumped here. Um, I, you know, maybe the writers wrote themselves into a hole with that one because why? Or maybe we'll understand everything next episode. I hope so. You You are so right because now we're going to go back and we're going to see what really happened. Who really got shot? How they got shot? Maybe she made a little deal with Papa Pope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna rest my mind on that until next week. Until next week. I mean, I sure hope so. And I. I don't want them to leave any stone unturned. I want to yeah. leave. I want to see everything that happened. Like I'm. I, like just from the the little slivers of the promo that we saw, I'm like, could Quinn here live bargaining with her life like that? Like, could she? Like, mm. how much of that did she hear? And how crazy that must have been. Mm-hmm. Um. But just to wrap our recap of the episode itself, the episode ends with Charlie coming back to Papa Pope's house, trying to uh, rejoin B613 in some way and just become a contract killer again. Um, And, you know, Papa Pope tells him, you need to go home, like, just get out of here to get some rest. And he hears a baby crying upstairs. And the episode ends with Charlie holding Papa Pope at gunpoint Asking whose baby is it? Choking him, wasn't he? Choking him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the Papa Pope tried to do a one-two move. Sit down, old man. He He really tried it. Yeah, where was he going with that? I was dead. That was so funny. So we all think the baby is Quentin Charlie's. I mean, no doubt about it, right? It's not Papa Pope's. That was a white baby. So, (laughs) well, that much we saw. 
and it's, they can sew. It's not like a rent-a-baby that he's using or anything yeah. like that. I have so many questions. But okay, what? one of my questions, I'm sorry, at this no, no, point, is why did Charlie go back to Papa Pope? Does he not know that Olivia's command? <laughs> good, good question. Because I know Huck knows. Yeah. And I Maybe. think Quinn knew. Right, but it wasn't. But Huck figured it out. Yeah. It was never announced. Remember, Huck came and he was like, you're going to kill you know, the spy in that very mm-hmm. first episode. He was like, you're going to kill the spy. So he kind of... I just... I think with Quinn knowing that, I was just surprised that Charlie didn't know too. Mm-hmm. But well, clearly she kept things from him. She did. What were you going to say, Paris? Oh, no, I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't that important. Well, one question that I have about this whole baby thing: number one, like, why didn't they just allow for the body to be found with the baby, or put the baby in the ho- like, make it where the baby could come back to Charlie? Like, what is the game plan? Like, I want to know, what is this 18-year plan with this child? <laughs> is Papa Pope just going to raise him? Like, that was so weird. And it would have given a sense of peace and purpose, I guess, for Quinn's dying if they actually were able to have the baby. He would have been occupied and not trying to... Charlie yeah. would have been occupied and not trying to rejoin B613. There are just so many loose ends right now mm-hmm. that I think are just going to unravel and expose Liv because for all the things you just said, they they definitely cut corners, I think, with that one. Yeah, because they made it like the baby was um, in the body. They confirmed that yeah. the baby's in the body. Mm. So now everything we know is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing. We thought we knew, however. We don't know anything. I don't know what's going on with my girl Liv. She goes to Fitz for some grief sex in this episode. Oh, like, yeah, I just I didn't understand. Like, we what, all looked at each other like, what? Mention a lit. Yeah, it was, it was very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was annoyed, once again, at Fitz. He's that easy. All she has to say is just one night, and he's back. He just told <laughs> Huck that she's crazy, she's not the same person. Then she says one night and he's back with her. Let's be real. Olivia has that good good obviously. <laughs> right. Like and she, she can get whatever her. she wants. And yeah. I think he overall thinks that he like Papa Pope told him he is the only one that can change Olivia yeah. by her falling back in love with him. That's his only card right yeah. now. But I was like, I don't know. It's always been a little more sacred to me, the Olivia and Fitz relationship. Not like her and Price, not like her and Jake, but she totally hit him with that. Um, Dream Girls line. One night only, <laughs> one night only. That's all I have to give. But anyway, I was like, is this what your relationship has lowered to? Yeah, that's a big one for the fans, I would say. Especially the diehard Olitzers to see her yeah. just reduce him to that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. I had all these, like, wild aspirations for this final season of them finding their way back to each other. But now, Fitz is literally in Liv's rotation for for all we know, you know, just yeah. Yeah. kind of reduced to whoever's going to be feeding her needs at the moment, which is kind of sad. I really thought too that she was going to tell him in that moment. Yeah, I and thought... I kept waiting and waiting, and then yeah, all your silence. Like, that was a letdown. <sighs> that was a letdown. Just sucks. <laughs> but if that would have happened, I was thinking like, and then what? What if she did tell him? What can he do? How could he help? I mean, be there for her. I don't know. I would right, trust that's him. That's a good point. Anyway, he tattled to mm. Melly on her. Oh, by the way, I am so over people like going behind Olivia's back to tattle on her. I mean, you had Huck 
that went to fits this episode. Mm-hmm. You had Jake that went to Papa Pope the last episode saying, by the way, she, you know, she off her rocker. And then you had um, Fitz that went to Melly telling her about B613 yeah. and Luna Vargas. Like, they're all afraid. They're running around. Yeah, like, like, they're afraid. They lost their minds. I'm like, why y'all tattletelling? I don't know. That's annoying. Quinn's not there to restore order and be like, hey guys, <laughs> keep it together. Um, one thing I noticed this episode, there's a bit of an unlikely partnership here with uh, Fitz and Huck, which I think is going to play mm. out a lot more than what we saw this episode because Huck was really seeking that validation that mm. he was onto something, and Fitz, in a way, gave it to him. Just in the, just him acknowledging that Liv is different. Yeah, that's a good and point. I, I think those two are actually going to link up, and that might be the key to, to exposing this, to be real. Because Huck has all the facts... And I think Fitz has the finesse to put Liv in a position where it will come out. I like that. Facts and finesse. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I agree. I think we were all caught off guard when Fitz was sitting there and they're yeah. like, Huck's here. He's like, what? I know. Yeah. Mr. Huck. Mr. Huck. Mr. Huck. That was weird. That relationship. I, I don't feel like I've ever like seen them talk no, exactly. ever before. It's really interesting. And I'm surprised, honestly, that Huck hasn't told more people and just when I say more people like that he hasn't gone well we saw what Charlie did when he thought Glacklin yes. was involved yeah. never mind about that but that he didn't perhaps tell Rosen or just someone else but I guess Abby's the only one that he trusted and he would have told Quinn if it wasn't Quinn that had died well and I think he needed to first make sure he wasn't crazy before mm-hmm. he starts spreading this rumor essentially right. the dust true. hasn't quite settled yet yeah. around mm-hmm. everything and to come in yeah. hot with a theory like that it, it could it could end up doing more harm than good because mm-hmm. if someone is involved that's in their inner circle or something that could lead him to the truth he he definitely should tread carefully with how he goes about exposing it so and not mentioning it to live at all so that she can't recover her tracks like before yeah, I, I really do hope Abby comes around. I think she's going to be another great asset in yeah. reining it in if, if you know, she ends up teaming up with Huck and Fitz, which I'm here for. So what do we want? So that's so this is this is a weird dynamic that we're in because I hear you saying like, oh, I, can't, I really hope that they work together and it's revealed. But wh- I want- what do we want? Do we want Liv to go down? Do we want for her to be saved? Do we want for her to crumble? Do we want for her to rise? What do we want? That's such a great point because honestly, as I was sitting there, I was like, this is a downfall of Lip. Seven seasons and it's like such a downfall. I'm like, is she going to come back up or is that like, I mean, it's Shonda. She has to. See, I want her to crumble. Yeah, I know. It's hard. But then it's like, (laughs) that's the saga of Mm -hmm. the downfall of this powerful woman. Like, that's just. Yeah. It's so entertaining, <sighs> though. See, it is. I like I'm not that saying it. I like. Right. I just am like. Yeah, I No, agree. like Shonda is all about woman empowerment, yeah. strong mm-hmm. female characters. And then as I look back in this moment, I'm like, she's just, just slowly been going down. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I, I agree because at the beginning of this season, I was like, ooh, when we were doing predictions, I think like the first week, and we we're like. You know, what do we want to happen at the end? I was like, oh, she could be the first, you know, president oh, yeah. or she's going to be this. And, <laughs> so she, you know, we were just saying, like, yeah. all this positive stuff to leave yeah. her role as. And now, I mean, she's at a point of no turning back. So there's no way up from here. 
that's yeah that's the i feel like the the writers are asking us that question Mm -hmm. through their writing in this episode like well what do we want for olivia where does this end for her and i was actually um talking about this with you earlier reading a lot of blogs just to gather other people's thoughts on where this season is going and some interesting points of a lot of people you know saw this ending with Liv either being just chief of staff like that made sense for her character and her Mm -hmm. career trajectory of where she would go but like her being ultra evil as command versus who she was ultra white hat before like just that kind of dynamic some people are struggling with how the writers are writing her because Hmm. what makes characters kind of endearing and that you follow their stories is that they do fall they're not perfect they're not all one thing or one or the other thing so you, I, I see her struggling with that, Liv's character, and that's my question for the writers, just like you. Like, wh- where do you actually want her to end up? Is this the downfall of her because all of the promos have her sitting alone on a bench by herself? Is that what we're supposed to eventually ah. get to? Or or what? Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, I would have liked for her to get to a point where she is still like, you know, in charge at the White House and she's and she comes to crossroads of deciding to be in the White House serving the people or doing B613 and that she officially shuts it down in a way that, you know, has no return. I think that would have been a great, you know, ending or if something would have happened to Melly. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to her, but if something would have happened and then Olivia had to step up in that place and she was the first black female president, that would have been cool. But, you know, now they push the limits and I get it. And they had to have her do, you know, a lot of nasty stuff for no really good reason. And so it's hard to root for that. Us being humane, I I root for Olivia this entire seven seasons as Tessa pointed, but now we're at this crossroads where we have to check ourselves and decide what makes sense morally. Mm-hmm. Are we morally sound to support her? Are we saying, you know what? Let's okay. come on, Huck, bring it on. And that's something Take that her down. was brought up at the the Vulture Scandal panel that even the everyone on the panel said, like, well what does a happy ending look like in Scandal for for each of these characters? And mm-hmm. what does that look like for Liv? Which, which is our central girl. So and who said we're getting a happy ending? I know. <laughs> exactly. Tis true. Um, I think all of us maybe didn't do our research well because we all thought tonight was going to be the crossover episode. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard already, there is going to be a How to Get Away with Scandal crossover episode with How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, I was like, is that the new name? <laughs> well, that's the hashtag. That's How to Get Away with Scandal. How to Get Away with Scandal. So, um... <clears throat> I, I want to say it's maybe an episode or two from now. Um, you know, and we were even tossing around I theories know. of, is is Liv calling her in for help? Is Papa Pope calling in for help? Like, how does Annalise Keating enter this world? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I think that it's going to be, and I hadn't watched any previews yet of the crossover because I was like, I want to be surprised <laughs> um, because I watch both shows, so I'm super excited. But um, I think that maybe Olivia is going to stand trial for... This situation. Oh my god! Oh, wow. As stuff starts to roll out, <gasps> I didn't even think of that. And the only oh. person that she can call to support Olivia is boom, 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 Annalise Keating. Wow, which should be epic. That'll yeah, really... and I mean, how to get away with murder? She knows I know. how I to get away it with too, murder. So she can I'm help Olivia. super into it. Yeah, she can help Olivia get away with murder. If anybody can twist a case to get her out of that predicament, it is Annalise. Wow. Think about what kind of a high-profile case that's going to be. Chief of staff of the first 
female mm. president of the United States on trial for collusion to the murder of her associate like where do I mean that's that sounds exactly like something we'd see on TGIT actually and I'm gonna need to be more than just one episode crossover I, I, know. I mean we yeah. haven't had a crossover in so long guys cro- <laughs> did y'all watch private practice private yeah. practice Grey's Anatomy crossover Ugh. like we, it just hasn't happened in like ever pra- uh, practice Shonda spinoff yeah, yeah. Oh. Those were first, right? First spinoff. No, no. Grace Grace was first. First. Private practice was a spinoff to that. How did private practice end? Was it sad or was it a happy ending? I don't even remember. Because if I understand Shonda's vibes on how she likes to end shows, maybe I can predict how this will end. Yeah. But Grace hasn't ended. How do we get it? Murder hasn't ended. I don't know her vibes yet. And is there going to be a lesson? She can't disappoint us all. Because, I mean, let's just be real for a second. It's to show a rise of a black woman then who got too power hungry and then she soars down and diminishes. What a horrible <laughs> like I'm yeah. discouraged right? in life. That's what I feel like too. I'm like, wait. Yeah, That's like true. I wonder this if this cannot can... be our narrative. Wasn't the show loosely based on um the lady, the actual lawyer. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on her name right now. I'm sorry, Gladiators, but I'm curious maybe if we can find some sort of breadcrumbs and how her story ended and how she exited the White House to mm-hmm. maybe give us some insight on how this will end. Um I know Shonda's like a powerhouse with, you know, what she writes in her team. But I, I, I got to think that Carrie and Tony Goldwyn were probably in the room like, can we give some input on how this ends? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. They always say, though, that they never know what's yeah. coming. Yeah, that they're surprised so as well. So shocked, yeah. I know. It's just hard for me to believe. I'm like, because Carrie was such a big part. Like, the show yeah. was just driven by her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she, back in the day, was the one who kind of pushed the whole live tweeting to get the show going. Like, she's had such a instrumental part in the direction of the show. I'm just curious to know her thoughts on that. Um, um, predictions? Predictions? I think it's about that time. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Alright, we'll rock out some predictions. Um, but, but before the predictions, we didn't um, really discuss the Vulture Festival. We didn't. We, we left off um, telling you guys that we were going to attend the Vulture Fest um, that happened with a panel of Scandal as they discussed the final season. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was um, right before the break. Yeah. yeah, it was right before the break. So, um, I mean, one thing that was shocking, Katie wasn't there. Katie Lowe. Katie Lowe's um, was not was there. Was not there. Quinn, um, she wasn't there. They were very mysterious and closed mouth, as expected. But it, they, they kind of felt sad. It was very sad and nostalgic all at the same time. Like, their air and their vibe as they were discussing the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an interesting panel. Definitely different than the Paley Fest. What did you think? Um, I, I went to the panel as well. We were there together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely enjoyed it. Loved hearing from the cast. And I definitely got that vibe as well that um, they were very sad. I'm sure just sad just because the show's ending, period. Mm-hmm. They didn't give us any kind of clues to the situation with Quinn. Um, but I I got the vibe that we are going to be satisfied. I don't know if you got that vibe, mm-hmm. but I did just from the way that they were speaking and dancing around the, the topic of how it'll end. Um, I, I think we're going to get some sort of closure with this. Okay. Um, just <sighs> everything. This is a roller coaster. It sure is. <laughs> um, uh, be sure to tweet us all week, guys, and let us know your thoughts on everything Please. that's happening with Scandal because, you know, Shonda, if you guys follow her, she likes to drop breadcrumbs. I mean, that's how we kind of mm-hmm. found, found out about the crossover. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout. You guys are amazing with calling us out on things and things that you <laughs> see. So please let us know 
your theories. Um, but let's get into ours yes. about what we think is going to happen next. Yay. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> this is very eerie. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I, I feel like this is just so still so open ended because we we don't know what happened yet. But I'm sticking by my theory that Fitz and Huck are going to team up and expose Liv. But in a way that's going to try to like help her and save her. I don't know what that looks like just yet, but that's what I think. I think... So it ends on Charlie and Papa Pope. And I think he's going to stop choking him. And Papa Pope's going to talk to him. And that they are going to team up against Liv. Mm. That's what I feel. Okay. I think he's going to manipulate him. That's a, that's a point. Who's going to manipulate who? Papa Pope Papa is going to manipulate Charlie. Because Papa Pope isn't the one. He's supposed to be the one who actually killed Quinn. Right. And obviously Charlie doesn't know that. So I feel like he's going to spin it around oh. and manipulate him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's good. Um, my prediction. Oof. I, I agree that he's going to definitely lie. Papa Pope is going to lie to Charlie and perhaps say, oh, you know, I was there and I saved the baby or something. I I, I honestly don't know yeah. what could come next in this situation. Does Papa Pope tell him the truth? Does he lie and say, I stole a little white baby? Who knows <laughs> um, what he's going to say? But um, I definitely think that Olivia is going to, I think the next, ep- well, the next episode is a flashback, so I don't know yeah. how much we're actually going to get of the progression of the um, series, but I do think that Olivia is going to find out that Huck is looking into her and is going to freak out and mm-hmm. and put on this campaign. Oh, my God. This, yeah, kind um, of piggybacking off of that, I just think Liv's going to, like, literally lose it at some point. <laughs> like, she already has, but I feel like it's just going to keep going. Yeah. And I think it's going to create sparks in Abby to be like, oh, Huck is right. Like, something is up with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much more than that. I'm still chewing on yeah. this episode a lot more than I normally am, I think. Yeah. One question that, um, like, was kind of glaring to me towards the end of the episode and I want to post to you guys is, do you think that Papa Pope deserves to live at this point? Like, wouldn't all of Liv's problems go away if she kills her father? Because he is the one who knows everything right now. He's the biggest loose end that's still not tied. And then does that also create a snowball effect? Because then Huck already knows. So if she kills Papa Pope, then she got to kill Huck. Then she got to kill everybody. Then she all alone. Yeah, Abby, yeah, that's why she's all alone. She killed all the friends. <laughs> she killed them. And that's how the season ends, ladies and gentlemen. Like, a massacre. Of that like Black Mirror episode. I don't know if you guys that's watch deep. it. Yes. But, like, that's dark, Christine. You know? That's very dark. And yes. Is she is she that afraid to face what happened <laughs> that she is going to just... Just go wipe them out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I with Shonda, who knows? Exactly. Right. I don't think so, but yeah. And I and that would just make me ask the question: What was the point of it all? Because she yeah. could have just, and I was supporting her just killing Papa Pope I, I mean, in the too. house when she went to retrieve Quinn before all of this yeah. happened. Like, you no, know, she's gotten close so many times. Yes. I really mm-hmm. felt that too. I was like, just. Do it. Yeah. We've been through this so many times. Exactly. I love Papa Pope, but I'm over it. Just kill him. He, he put yeah. it down to her head. She put out a kill order for 20 minutes. I was thinking, yeah. even if you left, you gave him enough time to pack and leave himself. Yeah. Like, 
these loose threads. So. Yeah. I don't see Papa Pope making it out of season seven. I don't, I don't even see him making it out of the next two episodes. I'm going to make oh. that bold prediction All here. All right. There Woo! you go. Very bold. I just don't know the point of Quinn dying. That's what I just... I don't know. Nothing, like, like, I mean, Liv kind of said it. She was like, it's awful. No point. Yikes. Well... So many unanswered questions. Hopefully they get <laughs> answered soon. Um, it's been great kicking it with you guys, recapping this episode. You can find me all over social media at Christine Mean. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me all over social media at Tessa underscore Saval. And I'm Paris Rose. You can find me on Insta and Snap at Paris Rose. And on Twitter, Paris Rose TV. And I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW and on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. All right, guys. Peace. Yay, bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 